Hello again, this is Carrie. This story I call Bankroll. So I pick up two guys, and one of the guys sitting behind me is younger. I don't know if he's a relative um, of the other guy, but he doesn't have a wallet. He's counting a roll of money. And I hear him counting it, and I don't hear the other guy telling him, you know, put it away or whatever. Um, they're talking about a lot of stuff, but I'm thinking, why doesn't this guy have his money put in a wallet, or why doesn't he put it away? So, anyways... um. He is telling the older guy, you know, how much he has and stuff. And I dropped him off at a restaurant. So all I know is it was like in a roll. All of these 20s were in a roll. Like if you had them in a rubber band. Um, but there was no rubber band on it. So anyways, I dropped them off. And this guy had been sitting right behind me. Um, I had another request before I um, took off. So I was out on my way to hurry up and go get this other person. So as I'm driving to go get the other person, that person gets in the passenger side back seat. So... My mirror, it's kind of big, whereas if somebody were to lean over to the other seat, I would notice them. Um, but I don't know that the guy left his money on that seat. And so I wouldn't know. But unless I found out later, then I would know, oh, wait a minute, that guy leaned over. So he must have stole the money. But anyways, I was driving this guy around. He had to have seen the roll of money and never touched it. <clears throat> so, anyways, I drop him off. I still don't know there's a roll of money back there. I have another request. So, on my way to go pick up the other person, um, I get a call from the other writer who left the money, the, the roll of money. And... Um, I'm talking to him and he says to me that, um, he realized that, you know, they left money in the car and they realized it because they just finished eating their meal. They need to pay for their meal now. And they don't have their money. And then they remembered they left, must have left it in the car. I said, um, what? You left your money in the car? So at the same time, I'm pulling up to the next rider. And the way I parked, I had to get out and open the door in front of this rider. Which kind of was not a good thing for me to go through. And then I had the guy on speakerphone. So 
I'm thinking, I got to try to hide this money so this person doesn't see me getting it. So what happened is I rolled my window down. I said, hi, are you um, waiting for rideshare? And he said, yes. I said, what's your name? He said, oh, you know, he told me his name. I said, okay, can you just give me a second, please, before you get in? So he's curious, right? He wants to know what's going on. So he figures out probably that somebody left something in the car and he wants to know what it is. So he's especially... Um, curious. You could see a look in his face like he just wants to know. And um, normally people aren't going to really care, right? But I kind of saw a little bit of a desperate look on his face like he had a different vibe than the other guy. You know, the other guy didn't care about the money you know, he didn't mention it. I wish he would have mentioned it to me. But this guy is somebody that I think might have grabbed the money and pocketed it. That's what I felt like. Because when I got out of the car, he was really curious about what it was. And I tried to open up the side and he just kept moving one way or the other trying to see. And I could tell he was looking. And I looked at him. I looked behind me while I'm trying to gather the money. And I looked and I saw that he was trying to tilt his head over to see what I, what it was. So he must have seen the money by now. And I'm trying to carefully get all this money. I'm trying to kind of somehow fold it up. It was a lot of money. And, and then I'm trying to carefully put it, you know, in a pocket. I had a very small pocket. So no matter what, I was going to turn around where he can get a visual of the money. So, anyways, I couldn't just, like, reach over and toss it over into the front seat or something. And I couldn't cancel a ride with this guy. So, I get into my front seat. He now sees the money. I don't know if I have it all. I checked around all the seats and everything. Uh, I try. I think I had it all. And so, I go to the front seat and um, I tell him on speakerphone, okay, I found your item, but uh, I need to drop this person off. So uh, here's my phone number. Write it down um, and call me. This person has a ride. And I told him maybe it was 15 minutes or something. Call me in 15 minutes and then I'll tell you, um, you know, uh, you know, I'll let you know I'm on I'm on my way to go take it to you. And um, he says, well, is it all there? And I says, uh, right now, I just want to take my passenger where they got to go. Because I didn't want to discuss how much was there. I didn't know if it was there. I'm not going to count it out in front of this other person that I don't know. Um, why would I do something like that? That, you know, would be pretty naive of me. So I said, call me in 15 minutes. And then we'll talk about that. And I'll head out to go take it to you. And um, so anyways... I drop off the other guy. The whole time I'm driving, I can see on the mirror once in a while when I would look at him, the guy had a a look on his face. Like, if you've ever known anybody who had a, 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 a stare, like thinking about something. Um, and, you know, they're not thinking... Um, good thoughts it seems like and so um 
I was glad when he got off the car because he didn't talk the whole time. He just kind of had a weird look on his face the whole time. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe he was possibly thinking about, wow, like, I could have had a lot of money if that guy didn't call. Who knows what he was thinking, right? I mean, and he might have been thinking things like, you know, um, maybe he needed money. Or, you know, maybe he was thinking, would I have given it to her? Or would I, I pocketed it? Or um, it was like he was in a, a, a deep thought process, you know? So I was glad he was out of the car. And then um, the guy, the other guy calls me and I said, yeah, um, tell me the name of the restaurant where you're at again. So I had to Google map it and I headed out. And he asked me how much is there. And I go, well, wait a minute, let me pull over and count it. So I count, I counted it, but I didn't tell him because I wanted him to tell me how much was there because he could easily say, you know, oh no, there's some money missing, right? And then somebody is going to get blamed for it. So I said, I can't tell you how much is here. You need to tell me how much is missing so that I know that, um, you know, nobody took any of your money. There was only one person in here, but I don't think they did. But, um, I, I, I have, you know, I need you to tell me how much was there, you know, cause I could get blamed for it. Right. So he tells me exactly how much it is. And I said, yep, I already counted it. Everything's here. He says, okay. And I said, well, I, I do, uh, need to collect $15 for a return fee. That's what they charge you from the rideshare companies. I said, so you need to just go on the app and um, put the request in, you know, for me to get it. He goes, I don't have any more money in my, my thing. I, I have to deposit cash into my account. He says, um, I said, well, I don't know if they try to force it out. And I don't know if your bank would have to pay a fee for that. Um, and he goes, well, I'll just pay you cash. It's fine. I, he goes, it's, it's okay. I, I appreciate you bringing it back. And I said, okay, because of course, you know, I need to get compensation for my time and gas. And especially nowadays, do you see how much the gas prices are now? My God, you know, I have to drive across town just to get the cheaper gas and fill up so that the gas goes, you know, as far as I can possibly get it to go. So um, anyways, he, he paid me the fee, you know, um, and he was happy that I, I brought back the money. I was happy that I didn't pick up a ton of people and all of the money would have been gone. Um, I would have never known who would have taken the money. And, you know, it was over $200. So um, I could have even been questioned about it because, um, you know, uh, they might have thought that possibly I took it, you know, um, I don't know, but I'm just glad he got his money back. And um, I, you know, I'm just glad that um, everything worked out because anytime we're driving people, we're responsible for, you know, their safety and um, their merchandise and, um, you know, um, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. And because I've been driving over five years now, I've gotten a lot more comfortable driving I, I do like this job, but when you first start out, I'd say for the first couple of years, you know, you're kind of walking on eggshells because 
Um, you know, people almost hit your car. There's crazy drivers out there. There's people racing. You see like a, an accident per day. Um, you see a lot of bad stuff and, and you go through a lot of things. Um, and, uh, you learn a lot about, um, how to handle things when you're driving. And, you know, you become more responsible about driving and, you don't take it for granted anymore. I know that I've became a better driver since I've been driving. Um, I was very nervous at first and I thought I drove really well. But then after I started driving more for people, I realized that, you know, it's not that I was concerned about them complaining about me. I really did care about their safety and I cared about my car and I cared about my safety. Um, but you know, I took it to a whole different level because a lot of people, you know, they just don't understand. They're in a hurry to get to work and they don't realize that car can kill somebody. That car can kill a whole family. That car can end your life today. It can get you paralyzed. It can put you in a hospital and somebody taking care of you for the rest of your life. Um, you know, it's a vehicle is a privilege. It's not a right. And you need to appreciate having a vehicle to drive around because some people can't drive. They don't want to drive. They're too scared. Some people uh, are having problems with, you know, coronavirus, having uh, the time to get down to DMV or sometimes they were closed. I know I went to DMV and um, I had to go there. I went, I think it was on a Tuesday and I went to a location that is on, uh, oh, I forget the name of the street. But it's a location where there's not a long line there. And for being COVID times, um, you don't want to get into the long lines. So I went there at this location and um, no long lines. But as I walked up to the door, uh, they told me they didn't do registrations. And this was for my other vehicle. Um and I needed to take care of it. So uh, I was thinking, okay, well, I don't have time to go to the other downtown location. So I was going to wait till the next day. So the next day I'm driving people and somebody goes to um, the Santa Clara location near that DMV. So I thought, oh, perfect. You know, I'll go to this DMV. So I go over there, there's nobody there, and I'm like, oh, perfect. I don't have a long line, nothing, but I didn't see any cars out there. So I thought, this is kind of weird. So I go up to the door, and what happens? It's closed because it's Cesar Chavez Day. Okay, back to the drawing board. So it's too late to go to another DMV. So the next day, I go to another DMV, um, and... This one usually has long lines. So I waited till about 
to be in line over there because they close at 5 normally. And I wanted to get in line at 4.30 so that they kind of speed up the line, right? That's how it usually is at DMV. You go late and then the workers kind of speed through the lines, you know, the, the numbers so that they can hurry up and just go home because they never get out of there by 5. And uh, they just close the doors at 5. So I get there at 4.30. I'm in line. But I notice every person at the front of the line, because the line's going all the way to the end of DMV and then around the wall. Everybody in the line, he's talking to them, but you can't hear what they're what he's saying. So somebody working for DMV is talking to everybody and saying, you know, something. And then they just kind of start walking back to their cars. And um, I get there to the front and he says, um, you will have to come back tomorrow. Well, he asked me what I'm there for. And he said, well, you have to come back tomorrow. And I said, you're not open till five anymore. And he said, well, no, the, our governor says that uh, DMV has to be closed by five. So now we have to be at the door by 420. And I said, well, why didn't you guys have a sign out here or tell the whole line or something? Anyways, um, I just left and I thought, okay, this is day three tomorrow. I got to make sure I get into the DMV. So a friend of mine told me that um, another city, um, not too far away, that they have, um, they never have a long line is what she said. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go there. So I went there. What happens? There's a line. And so the lady's coming out. She's telling everybody, um, we're short-staffed today. So that's why um, it'll take a little bit longer for you. And I thought, you know, of course they're short-staffed today. Um, that's my luck lately. But that's everybody, right? I mean, it can't just be me. It has to be other people. We're all in the same boat together right now. So it took me almost four hours in line to get my number. Then you still have to wait for your number to get called. So anyways, what I did when I was in line, I was talking to another person that was standing in front of me. And um, my knees were bothering me. So I had said, um, can, would you mind if I go to my car and get this folding chair that I have in the back of my car? I'm just going to bring it over here and sit down. Because by then it was already like two hours I was, I was in line. And I wanted to sit down. So he said, yeah, not a problem. So, I mean, as bad as I felt it looked I didn't care at that point I just needed to sit down so it's it's not a bad looking little folding chair um I had it in the back of my car because I went to visit um uh, military cemetery um and leave some things there so I I hadn't unloaded my chair yet so I was so glad that I had the chair back there anyways after I had my chair and I'm sitting down relaxed and I had gotten me a bottle of water from the from my car and stuff and I'm uh, feeling pretty good now. 
other people in line I noticed were one by one going to their vehicles trying to figure out what they can use to sit down on. So you, you there were painter there was a there was a painter and he went and got a bucket from the back of his truck and he was sitting on his uh bucket, you know, his painting bucket. And um you know, other people were going and grabbing other things from their cars. And I'm like, well, I don't blame them, you know, and it was really hot. We've had a lot of heat. We haven't had a lot of rain this year. So it was just been pretty hot sometimes too. Um, well, anyways, um, that was a story of um, another person leaving very important valuables behind in, in my car. And uh, making sure that um, communication happens so that it gets back. And that it, you know, it's done timely so that other riders don't have that, um, um, you know, opportunity or, um, you know, not the opportunity even. It's just... Uh, the temptation when it's put right in front of them to think about taking something that um, they could get into a lot of trouble or, you know, might not even get into a lot of trouble. Um, it might look as if I took it. So this is just a story, lessons of, you know, taking a, a an extra minute, you know, an extra second. That's all it takes is a couple of seconds just to look you know, really quickly, make sure you have all your stuff because once I drive away, once we drive away, you know, uh, if you left the phone in the car, now you need another phone to try to contact us or whatever the case might be. But it's never that easy to communicate right away. So just always check for your belongings. And um, anyways, that was another story. Um I'll be talking to you again next time. All right, bye.